0: Hi there, and welcome to the Parent and People Coach podcast. I wanted to do a brief introduction to the next segment, which was about how to help children reduce stress and anxiety for. Uh, tests that are coming up or they're currently going through and it's just taken from the vlog i've got on youtube so um, no apologies for the fact that it's come from there but i want to introduce it to the podcast to you guys and just explain it a bit further this is a technique um, one of many that can work to help um, children but to be fair, actually adults as well reduce um concerns fears anxieties over uh, anything really Um, i've given it a very clean form very instructional abc but hopefully you'll get an understanding that it's it's about being flexible about approaching it with your child and looking to see how they respond and adapting from there but i hope you get a lot of value more importantly i hope your child gets something from this that actually benefits them and brings their best out in these um, well what can be quite challenging and difficult uh, test periods. So please listen and enjoy. I think there are a lot of parents who are going through something that I'm kind of in the moment of doing with my daughter and that's regarding our uh, SATs which are coming up next week. So children who are in a primary school in uh, year 6 are going through a degree of tests over the next week or so and these tests um, will bring um, for some children, a degree of anxiety and concern or worry, and basically stress. And while schools are really good at mitigating that, and they help in a great very supportive and nurturing environments, most of the time, sometimes we have to deal with our children who are still struggling with with how to deal with the stress side of things. And I suppose at this point, could it kind of put a, a um, disclaimer at the front. This video was really designed to help parents who are finding their children are suffering. With their stress and it's impacting their ability to to go in with a positive mindset or or a better mindset into the into these tests so if you find that your child loves the stress and they're actually really enjoying it and that that's what gets them through this and they they succeed i'm not asking you to change anything this is solely for parents for those of you who find their children who are upset who are suffering from anxiety and worry over these tests happening and it's designed with two things in mind: is one is that to document what I've done with my daughter, um, and then two to give you those tools um, how to do it with your children or child to help them kind of manage the stress and anxiety about the tests coming up. Another disclaimer: and there may be more than one. Second disclaimer is this: the belief I come to with this is that we achieve our best work when we are in a positive, happy, if you like, mindset. We are most efficient and effective in anything we do when we are enjoying it or at least happy. Our ability to be creative, our ability to come up with solutions, our ability to, to manage challenges is a lot easier when our mindset is one which is positive, relaxed and feeling uh, resilient, if you like, for want of a better word. So that's the approach that I feel achieves the best for a child in these tests and exam results, which goes back to what I said before. If your child's performing absolutely fine, though under stress, but it's, they're happy and it's, all, it's how they do it. If that's their pattern of behavior, this is not going to change it. This is for the ones who believe that actually the best result child can get is going going through the exam and getting through it in a positive way not saying they can't get upset with certain parts of it but in, in, a, in a healthier a healthier mindset so the goal behind this video is to help your child get into a healthier mindset which approaches these exams or tests in a way that allows them to bring the best that doesn't guarantee your result but if your child can come out and feel happy or reasonable or felt they weren't stressed or weren't anxious or weren't crying through the exam that has to be a better result and that's the approach so switch off if that doesn't apply to you stay with me if that's um, the result what you would like to see with your child. So my personal experience in this I remember when my eldest went through this with the SATs and we'd done some work before in the 11 plus exam and whilst he got a good score it wasn't enough to get into the grammar his uh, mindset he came out of these tests and out of the 11 plus was always positive he came out he said he really enjoyed it he had a good time he felt he did well and for me that is the win for him experiencing exams and tests i don't believe there's any period in life that your child will ever experience so many tests so many exams so much potential triggers for anxiety than in this particular period, then I'll see into the G- GCSEs and A-levels, but outside of education, um, I struggle to feel that there's more tests, more stress available than these years. So I was very happy to see him come out, feel positive and confident about what he did. That's not to say there can't be some learnings for things, but his attitude was positive. And so my daughter now going through the same process I've been working with her on the same strategies I use with my son, which is to diminish some of that stress, diminish some of the anxiety. She's not overly, overly, overly worried, but I know it's gonna creep in around the edges. It's something she's mentioned before. And so I'd like to give her some of the tools I'm gonna give you so you can exercise those with your child. So helping your child deal with the anxiety of SATs. More often than not, your child is going to be creating a f- an image out of a feeling regarding the SATs. The stress and anxiety comes from seeing the paper, potentially, or just n- imagining the, in the environment. They'd be feeling the tension building, they see the class they go into, or uh, that sense of in a room, which you may remember, kind of feels exam-y, um, but you, you notice it. Your child's gonna create a degree of an image of what that is. It could be a still image, it could be a moving image. And we don't need, as we talk to our children, we don't need to know what it is. But what we look to do is help them recognize they are seeing something, that then creates an emotion, creates a feeling. What I've done with my daughter is to then say, okay, imagine that image, but imagine it now and take it and put it into a cinema. Imagine you are in the cinema and this image, moving or still, is on the big screen. And imagine now that you're sat in that front row. It's really quite close to the screen. You're in the front row, you're seeing the image. At this point, your child's probably going to feel similar, if not maybe slightly increased um, sense of concern and anxiety over it. You're going to have to judge this as you see it. Then may be fine, may be the same, may begin to lessen. But at this point, we're just setting up the groundwork. So there may be some changes how they feel about it. Just notice what they are. I did this exam- example actually on something else recently with my daughter. She had seen uh, Ghostbusters recently and got a bit scared. So we've done the same exercise where I asked her to go into the, uh, a cinema environment with the scenes that she saw in her head. So I wasn't stipulating what they were. I asked her to take what she saw and put it into the screen and move into the front row. But with this case, we're looking to remove the sats, this kind of feeling they have, putting onto a cinema screen. There's a couple of ways to manoeuvre around this next part. What we're looking to achieve is to manipulate that image in some form and reduce their anxiety towards it. So I'm going to give you some, some ideas or some suggestions. You don't have to take literally, but you can try them out. But first, the principle behind them, what they're looking to do is to distort and play around with the image the child's made. In, in whatever crazy, fun, creative, wacky way. We're looking to alter it in some form um, so that they can get a different response when they look at it. So, some things you may want to try and consider when you're doing this. So you've got the cinema environment, they're watching it. If, for example, it's a moving image and, they, and you can ask me if it's got a lot of colour in it, and if they say yes, say, well, try and play the image normally and make it all black and white. So it's drained of colour. Um, another example is if they want to, you can say, well, if it's black and white first and, and therefore you can't get that route, put colour in. You can also try slowing it down. Whatever speed the child's seeing it at, get them to speed it up, make it go faster, or send it backwards, in reverse, what would it look like? Keeping the instructions, if you like, relatively loose, allowing the child to interpret them in their own way without too much interference from or any interference from you is going to be um, what we're looking to achieve, allowing them to come up with, with solutions. So ask them to change your colors, change your speed, play it forwards, play it backwards. You can also ask, and it's work quite well to say, what could you put inside this image that would make it easier to watch? Now, my daughter came up with some suggestions when she was playing out the scene that she had in her head well, after seeing the film, she put um, unicorns and rabbits in this image she saw in the cinema. And immediately she did that and noticed a distinct change in her approach to it. She was smiling. And then we went through the next final step, so I'll show you in a minute. So look to find the child's ability to be creative, what they they need. Another example of a similar quality is that I've done um, dealing with nightmares in the same way. But what you can do is saying whatever the image or the content of the nightmare is, label it X, for example, just tell your, or ask your child who could defeat X. What would need to happen for X to be defeated or be removed? And they often come up with creative solutions, or well, simple solutions, but they come up with an answer. They know that, well, this type of character, Y, would kill or get rid of X, or X wouldn't come around because of Y being there. So, okay, so you can invite that character in. So the child's very good at coming up with their own... Uh, image of how to uh, resolve their issue but back to the cinema you're looking to manipulate this so playing it backwards playing it forwards fast slower if they're hearing the characters in this cinema screen that they're, they're talking in some form or hear, or hear voices it, that's either related to the movie or outside of it but all, is all part of the stressors you can ask them to change the voices to kind of say Mickey Mouse voices or comic character voices. Uh, it could be Teen Titans or whatever it may be. Your child can change the voice. And again, as you're going through these little steps and you're playing around, you're 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 hunting down what may work, what may not work, and seeing at what point the child's anxiety begins to diminish. So it's point checking in, saying, well, does it, "When you put the um, the silly voices on there, does the intensity?" Um, increase or decrease or remain the same and you take that as some sort of guide as they answer you with yes no or it's about the same and with that you can then change some of the questions and if you're if going to notice that for example uh, that playing it backwards um, it, it significantly diminishes any anxiety well you can get them to play it backwards faster and you can do it in different ways take that as your thread and follow it once you've got some sort of indication that, that it, it, the, the intensity is uh, reducing, and one way of doing that is simply asking the child from a scale of 1 to 10 how intense is the feeling now, and zero being it's completely gone and 10 being it's a very high state. Once you get some gauge on that, and the next couple of things you can do super simple. Allow them to keep on seeing the, uh, the, uh, the image of the, the movie playing out, uh, but get them to move from the first row and get them to move into say the middle row and see how they feel then, watching the movie um, played out. I should actually as well say that if it's a still image, you can still play around with that in as much as you can put things onto the image, overlay things, fil- put filters on that, change colors, put new characters in. When you're allowing a child to come up with what these things are, but you're inviting them to add details. Um, it could be flipping the image back to front, changing around, Whatever comes to your mind and your own creativity to help the child s- s- try and get a different feeling over it. So consider that with still images over movies. Either way, after a while, you notice the child's making some sort of improvement of how they feel about it. Imagine, get them to imagine they're going to a middle row. And the middle row is where they can still see the image, still going on there. And again, judge to see how intense that feeling is now. They're still feeling intense, so it's reduced a bit. You can get to the point where you can go to the back of the cinema. So another stage, you're going back to the very back row and say, now how does it feel? And um, again, judge what the responses are. I found with my daughter, uh, the further I've got her away from the image, even though it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, but she's at a distance, but it still exists, her feelings diminish um, to the point where it's difficult for her to recognise the original emotion she had connected. So moving the child back into that cinema, back to the back row, you can actually take them into the projection box, which actually made my daughter laugh. So, again, creating that better response to what they're seeing is all good um, well, a nesting of new patterns, really, but in terms of it's all good ways of um, relieving that anxiety. From the projection box, you can go into the foyer and you can make up the belief that even from the foyer next to the popcorn stands, you can still see the screen, but it's now so small, and judge the child's feelings about it then. This technique um, in its simplicity is very effective, I've used it with my children in dealing, as I said before, nightmares, but also when it comes to managing any anxiety or stress, Um, it's a very powerful tool that's very simple, naturally you're going to get different responses. having someone like myself um walk you through the steps only gives you so much information it's very instructional you're gonna have to allow some creativity from you to see what you're getting back from your child to then judge what you're going to do and then change i think that's really important but please um take these uh this example and try it out see what response you get if um if it all works fantastic leave a note in the comment if it doesn't work and Actually, seriously, if it doesn't work, let me know about that as well. Let me know what you did, and we'll try and improve it and, and um, see what we can try and do in the next few days to get that, um, that stress level down. If, if it's not working. So for now, that's what I'll give you. There's that particular skill about using the cinema to dis- create a degree of disassociation from the, the sats. Trust in your child in their ability to come up with creative solutions without you interfering too much. Notice what they're doing, how they're responding. Look to not impose any particular thing. Don't add in. What do you think about unicorns or adding in ducks or whatever to the image? Allow your child the freedom to come up with a solution from themselves. A unicorn to them may not mean the same things it means to my daughter. So don't look to impose anything. Just notice and check in on that scale of one to ten how the child's feeling. It'll give you some sort of gauge. And I... It's you know, difficult to promise over a video, but I feel that very confident that even if you ballsed up all those steps in some form, but even kind of got, went through them, your child's going to feel a bit better. They're going to find some improvement of how they feel about the SATs or exams, and that's what we're after. So try it, test it. Let me know in the comments how that goes for you, because it's going to be really important to know your feedback. Other than that, I hope you get some massive value from that, and it can really help you and specifically helps your child too. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you get some value from it. If you've got any questions about the techniques or we need to clarify anything, please hit me up on Twitter at BenJacksonCoach and I'll do my best to answer any questions or give you alternatives to try out.